0: Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Yes, this is a new episode. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. Now, I said I was going on hiatus, and what I meant was I'm not going to be releasing regular episodes on a regular schedule. From here on out, I will release episodes as it tickles my fancy. As the time comes where I actually have something to say, because my last 60-some episodes pretty much covered a lot of the stuff that I wanted to express. So here I am talking today about self-care, because that's a big buzzword nowadays. But I think many people have a difference in definition of the term. And once you understand the true meaning of self-care, you'll be able to apply it to your life. Self-care is imperative to living a peaceful life. So before I explain my definition of it, I wanted to list how others define it. I put the question out in my podcasters group, What do you do for self-care? And here are some of the answers I received. Michael says he makes sure to go out with his friends at least once a week. He sees a counselor, volunteers in his community, makes meals from scratch, listens to comedy, and walks his dog as often as possible. Sonia says she takes a warm bath, walks through the woods or a museum, treats herself to a fancy coffee. Clinton says he gets a massage. Rachel says art hydrate, and sleep. Brody, who identifies as a self-care strategist, says that her belief is that self-care is never one and done, that it's essentially daily habits, connecting to yourself and your purpose, nourishment, movement, tapping into ease and flow, and sleep. Sean responded that self-care is silence, meditation, affirmations visualizations exercise reading and journaling that's a lot of the stuff that i've gone over in this podcast jenny says she works on a balance and listens to her system if she feels off she asks herself have you showered eaten drank water or taken a walk She prioritizes water activities, entertainment, and creativity, and she says number one is to let others' drama go. I like that. She has a zero-tolerance policy to petty fights because we're in a time where there is a lot of angst and it's super easy for people to put out that energy in ways that it takes from others because they don't have the tools yet to channel it. So reclaiming that has been super empowering for her. That's awesome, Jenny. Thank you for that response. Sophia says, taking time to eat, sleep, and relax every day. Sometimes it's looking at the sky while drinking her morning coffee, taking a nap with her cat, cooking herself a nice meal, calling a friend to know what they're up to, Taking a walk among the trees, having a lovely glass of wine, self-care is being with herself plus pleasure. Chitachi says, massage, meditation, and avoiding American politics, her words. (laughs) Chuck says, he takes his dog to the woods. Garrett says, a sensory deprivation tank, that's interesting. Ari says, good sleep, healthy food, exercise, art, reading, writing, and dog. I like how many people include their animals. Adopting an animal into your family, if you have the time, energy, and money to do so, is very rewarding. Their love, their compassion, and their loyalty is just unmatched. So I'd like to rewind a bit. Self-care is just a shortened version of the phrase taking care of yourself. If you think going out for drinks or getting a massage is self-care, well, it's really not. Getting a massage is spending money on a luxury and it's having someone else take care of you, not self-care. Drinking alcohol is not nourishing to your body, plus it's expensive. Yes, it can help you relax and forget what's troubling you, but it's not really taking care of yourself. It's indulging and can actually be self-harm if you are prone to overindulging. Now, going out with friends is a good thing if you're up for it, but you have to gauge your mood and your motivation. Are you really up for sharing a positive experience with people, giving of yourself and your time with your friends and catching up on their lives? Or do you want to dump on someone, get attention, get sympathy, or get someone to help work out your problems with you? If it's the latter, that's not productive, and it's inflicting your pain on other people. I'm not saying that you can't talk about your issues with your friends. I mean, that's what friends are for. But if you're feeling especially down and are using them as an alternative to therapy, you will be disappointed and you risk losing them. You know, everyone's had that one friend, either in the past or the present, that will only talk about what's going wrong with their life. Their job, their relationship, their parents, their kids, whatever. Saturday Night Live even parodied it with the character Debbie Downer, played by Rachel Dratch. You ask how they are and it's always, you know, the same old, same old. And then they proceed to tell you everything that's wrong with their life. When you try to give them solutions or steer them in a different path, they respond with what I call yeah buts. Yeah, but I can't quit the job right now because blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but I love him. Yeah, but what about the kids? Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. Yeah buts are a telltale sign that they don't want to change. They just want attention and sympathy. Don't be that person. Self-care is taking care of your life, problem-solving your own problems, getting professional help when you need it, and downsizing when necessary. Self-care is not treating yourself to a manicure. It's getting the tools and doing it on your own. It's as simple as keeping yourself clean. Jenny hit it right on the mark when she said, have you showered, eaten, hydrated, taken a walk? Michael brought up one thing that I absolutely love to do for myself. Cook. I listen to music or podcasts while prepping my food, and then there's such a reward on the other side. Not only a great nourishing meal, but a sense of accomplishment. I always make it a habit to Thank myself for the lovely meal and compliment the chef. I got that from my best friend's mama who always did the same. aloud even. That was an excellent meal, Laura. Thank you. I also thank myself after every workout. Okay, in the car so I don't look like a loony. But I say, thank you. You did a great job. I guess I could say it out loud in the middle of the gym. Who would care, right? And that is something that Sean brought up, affirmations. I know it sounds goofy, but even as a woo-woo person that I am, it's been hard to practice affirmations. I don't tape them to the mirror or anything like that, but I do give myself credit for accomplishing something. Even if it's just a morning shower, I say, that felt great. Now, several people brought up nature. From walking the dog to hiking, getting your green time is extremely important for balance and well-being. I talk all about that in episode 20 called Nature's Buzz. If you haven't already listened to it, do it soon. Meditation also helps with grounding you. Mindful meditation helps you concentrate on the present so you don't dwell on the past or worry about the future. Now, my episode that covers this concept is number 47, Think Differently. A major component of self-care is learning how to be with yourself without external feedback or validation. Loving yourself enough to want to just hang alone and love it. Introverts are really good at that. We don't necessarily prefer being alone, but we enjoy it and it energizes us. Some people have a problem with being alone. It produces anxiety. They'll equate alone with lonely, with being unsafe. Those are the people that need to learn self-care. Once you've defined it for yourself, knowing what you need and how you yourself can provide it, you can take the small steps to accomplish it. It's really not hard at all. So let's discuss that word, lonely, in relation to the word alone. The only similarity those two words have in common are those four letters. Alone is a state of being, while lonely is an emotion. You can be alone and extremely happy, and you can be with a bunch of people and feel lonely. I believe that feeling lonely comes from a misconception that you cannot give yourself what you seek from others. Remember that whole you complete me thing from episode 62? It's total BS. You are complete. You don't need anyone else to complete you or bring you happiness. Yes, relationships are fulfilling and love is grand, but can you successfully give to another person what you can't give to yourself? I believe that the best relationships are those of two independent, confident, self-loving people. Self-care is keeping your environment clean and uncluttered. Your environment reflects your inner self and your inner self is affected by your environment. If your home is cluttered, it's difficult to feel at peace. Yeah, I have an episode about that too. (laughs) Self-care is taking time away from your devices and just be. Self-care is creating and expressing. Art, writing, expression, dance, I'm going to do a future episode just on creating and its wonderful effects on your soul. I create in many ways. I've written music, articles, books, I do photography, podcasts, and even programming is creating. Creating something from nothing is incredibly fulfilling, and it can help with your emotions, trauma, and your overall spirit. In fact, when I get down, it's usually because I haven't done any creating lately. Make sure that you start creating something, even if it's just picking up a coloring book and markers, or a pair of knitting needles and yarn. It doesn't have to be for anyone else, just yourself find a hobby. As long as it's safe and healthy, a hobby can immediately lift your spirits and enhance your life. Self-care is getting enough sleep. I'm getting better at that. Recognizing what habits and foods contribute to a bad night's sleep and then changing those habits. Sleep is underrated. Self care is not a shopping spree or buying yourself things. Things are not self care. Vacations can be self care if and only if you can afford them and you're not putting it on a credit card to pay off later. In other words, don't confuse self indulgence with self care. Ask yourself is this detrimental to my life in any way? Is it nourishing your body or not? Is it taking money from your bank account that you need for food or rent or your nest egg? If the activity is taking from you in any way, it's not self-care. If you don't have a great job and a healthy savings account and don't pay off your credit cards at the end of each month, then putting a $1,200 purse on your credit card is not self-care. It's self-destruction. Now, I guess I'm kind of an expert at self-care because I've been single for so long and it's a necessity for me. So I'm sure it might be more difficult for those of you who are partnered and are used to caring for each other and having someone there to care for you. But even if you're in a relationship, try to practice self-care as much as you can. Be self-reliant, because you never know when and if you'll have to be alone at some point. And then you want to know that you're in the best hands possible. When I broke my arm in December, a friend texted me on my way back from the ER, quote, you should get a milkshake on the way home, unquote. Now, she knew I was vegan, so I thought that was a really weird thing to say. I texted back, quote, not vegan. And she texted back, just as a treat. Well, for those of you out there who don't know vegans, eating an animal product is not a treat for us. It's like saying, go eat your dog, just as a treat. It's really gross and insensitive. Secondly, Even if I wasn't vegan, I wouldn't choose to spend money on something that was harmful to my body as a treat. That's the difference between self-indulgence and self-care. What I needed was to go home, prepare my house, and adjust my schedule, and review my wardrobe so I could live with one arm for the next two months. That's what I needed, and that's exactly what I did. That made me feel better. I cared for myself. And last but not least, here's a secret that will contribute greatly to self-care. And it might seem incongruous, giving selflessly to others. Now you might ask, how does giving take care of myself? Well, if you've ever given selflessly, You'll understand the overwhelming sensation of peace and happiness when you do so. And when I say selflessly, I mean giving with no expectation of getting anything in return. Not for accolades, not for attention, not for gratitude or reciprocation, for no reason at all just to give and make someone else's life a little better. It can be anything from volunteering your time to an organization or person who needs it to just giving a smile to the overworked post office attendant and telling them they're doing a great job. There's some kind of energy or endorphin that's released and not coincidentally, you'll feel it around your heart. And this feeling will contribute to your own self-worth, self-confidence, and overall joy of life. This is Laura, and you've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Remember, you are a spectacular human being. You can care for yourself. It's within all of us. May every sunrise bring you promise and every sunset bring you peace until next time